Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Good to see each and every one of you tonight. And uh, great to be here on a midweek service, isn't it? Amen. Having a good day? Hope you, hope you are. And uh, you still have some remainder of it. So if you want to stay up till midnight, go for it. <laughs> Anybody doing that tonight? Not willing to admit it. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are doing. Well, anyways, party time for y'all, I guess. It's not even New Year's Eve or anything. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10. Some people just stay up just to stay up, I guess. <laughs> right? 1 Corinthians 10. If you would this evening. You ever find yourself thinking about how great God is? It's a good thing to think about. Just uh, been thinking about that and uh, really appreciate the messages from our pastor. And one of the messages that stood out to me recently is how he talked about following Jesus, right? And the overflow messages have been incredible. But uh, following Jesus, and then I got to thinking about this, and when I found out about tonight, uh, just a perfect pattern. That's what I want to speak to you about tonight a perfect pattern. How many of you have ever had to do anything that involves a pattern? I think everybody has had to do something with that, right? Um, whether you're working on an engine, you've got to put it, the parts in the right place, place in tile, you've got to place the tile in the right place. Ladies, if you're sewing, seamstress, you've got to make sure you're following a pattern, right? On and on the patterns go. There's patterns everywhere in our world we look, and uh, there's patterns for these pews being you know, in a pattern, laid out, not everywhere, over, all, all across you know, the place. Um, so there's a pattern for everything, and Christ set a perfect pattern, didn't he? And his life, and I just want to give you some simple thoughts, just three truths tonight that we all can handle, and hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you. But 1 Corinthians 10 uh, actually is one of those books of the Bible, a chapter that has some good reminders for us, but it also can be looked at as something that, wow, there's that's some things for us not to be a part of, and uh, to have an example, but also some things not to do and some things to do. Aren't you uh, wanting to not find out yourself what, what's uh, things that you don't want to do and not do. Wouldn't you rather see that in somebody else's life, right? Let them make the mistakes, not you make the mistakes, right? And we can learn from everybody something. Um, but if, if uh, we have the choice, I don't want to make the mistakes myself, although we do, right? But, and at times we do, but uh, if, someone, if I can learn from somebody else's mistake rather than my own, I'll, I'll take learning from their mistake. Are you with me? Okay. 1 Corinthians uh, 10, we'll see some of that tonight. Verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant, how that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And notice, they did all eat the same spiritual meat, did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Which is a good thing, right? So far, we're, we're, on, a good we're on a good track record here. 
But notice verse 5, but with many of them, God was not well pleased. That's a sad commentary there. That's something we don't want it to be said about any of our lives. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Look at all the neithers in verse 7, verse 8, verse 9, verse 10. It says, verse 7, Neither be ye idolaters, as some were of them, as is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. You see a pattern here? When something happens, there's something that, that takes place. There's consequences for every decision that we make. Right? Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. If I may, this is a pattern. It's not a perfect pattern. It's not a good pattern. But these are written for our samples, and they are written for our admonition. What's admonition? For us to take attention to. Do I have your attention? No, I don't know what it would take for to get maybe our attention, but God has a way of getting our attention, doesn't he, at times in our lives. And so this is written for our admonition. Why? Verse 12, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. You know, even in this passage, we have exactly some mistakes that are being made by others that we can learn from, that we don't want to make ourselves. We don't want to murmur. We don't want to tempt Christ. We don't want to um, be idolaters, fornicators, these kind of things. Um, they're written, and then we see that they're destroyed. Matter of fact, all sin, when it is finished, what does it do? Brings forth death. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Recently, a uh, family and I, we, we went into Applebee's down the road here. And as I was walking in with the family, of course, we can't go anywhere without being noticed, right? Our size family. But, uh, you know, we're getting the biggest table in the place. But anyways, we're walking and we're, we're putting the back as normal, putting the back of the restaurant. And, uh, and so, uh, for some reason, all the big tables are in the back. And as I walked by, I saw a fellow that had a shirt on kind of similar to, to uh, a brother here. And just on the front of it, it said Bancroft. And automatically I thought, we made masks for them during COVID. You remember that? I know we don't want like to talk about COVID. But, um, and as a church, there were many hundreds of hundreds upon masks that were made. So I struck up real short conversation with him. Um, and so I just said, oh, he worked for Bancroft. And come to find out, he's one of the board members there. And I said, our church made masks for your company and for the people there. And we were thankful to do that and to be a part of that. And he, of course, thanked me. And I, lo and behold, I, I never dreamed this would happen, but uh, Monday morning, the next morning, I received an email from him. He must have gone on our website, got my email address or whatever, but he emailed me the nicest email. Thank you for doing the work of the Lord. When you're doing the work of the Lord, it's not work, which is good. Those, that's a good statement. And enough things that were in that email that I, I came to realized very quickly that this guy must have been a believer and he must be a Christian. You know, God's people can be some of the greatest people on the planet. Do you, do you agree with that? I believe that. And so it's, it's just, it's amazing when, you know, our paths cross with different people at different times. We don't know if they're believers or unbelievers. And literally, I was handing this man a track because I wasn't sure he was a believer at the time. And I was just trying to strike a conversation with him. 
but then to be surprised by that the next day was a great blessing. But you know, each one of those masks took a pattern. And for those masks to look the same, they took a pattern. And God has a pattern and a plan for everything in our life. They say this, if you work in construction, measure twice, cut once. Right? Sometimes measure three, four, five times before you want to cut once. But I've noticed that, you know, as, as much as we want as human beings, we fail oftentimes. I mean, it's almost, it's not like a 50-50 chance, but there's a pattern that God has for us to follow. But sometimes we fail, don't we, in that pattern? But God still has a pattern. And God's pattern is still good, and God's pattern is still true. The Bible says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Would you take your Bible and turn with me to the book of Hebrews? Let's look at the perfect pattern. Perfect pattern. Hebrews chapter 12. I know you're familiar with this passage and these verses. Amazing verses. But Hebrews chapter 12. We saw some things we're not to do. There are patterns, there are examples. In 1 Corinthians 10, we just looked at that. But then Hebrews 12, verse 1, it says this. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. And I tell you tonight, Christ is our perfect example. Amen. We're looking to him, the finisher of our faith, the author, and the perfect pattern. I'm so glad God gave us pattern after pattern after pattern to follow, aren't you? I mean, think about it, a pattern for salvation, a pattern for sanctification, a pattern for the young person, a pattern for the older person, um, patterns for parenting, patterns for his will to be followed, pattern for serving, pattern for our worship to him, a pattern for seeing others come to know Christ and how we go about that, sharing the word of God with them, and how we're to do that, how we're to share the gospel. That's a pattern that God has given to us. And one pattern after another pattern after another pattern, and then you, you, you bounce around in Scripture and you see this pattern lines up with this pattern and you get this pattern with this pattern and, man, it starts putting together a, a perfect pattern and a, a wonderful pattern because it's, it's this. God's way is perfect. Number one tonight, God's pattern is perfect because God's ways are perfect. God's ways are perfect. Simply tonight, God's ways are perfect. You know, we're not going to understand Christ ways all the time as he works through us and all the time every time but we can be confident that God is at work and God's ways are perfect I don't know about you tonight but I hope you'll think about how what God's doing in your life his ways are perfect have you heard this statement if you can't see his plan trust his heart it's not a bad thing but you know what's better is to be confident that he has a plan and that his ways are perfect and to trust all of it just to trust every bit of it, the plan and the heart, if I may. And God often uses trials and testings and struggles to perfect us. But he's a finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. He knows what he's doing. 
He knows what he's doing. And he's worthy of trusting at all times. Deuteronomy 32, I won't ask you to turn there, but let me just read it to you. It says, He's the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. Isn't that good? Just and right is he. You can't say that about everybody. You can say that about God. God's ways are perfect. Psalm, 1, or Psalm 18, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. For who is God, save the Lord? Or who is a rock, save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. Maketh my way perfect. Doesn't seem like it all the time, does it? But his ways are. We can find comfort in the fact that God's ways are perfect. What a pattern. Perfect, complete, whole, entire, sound, healthful. The entirety of time, entire, wanting nothing, perfect. In accord with truth all the way, no gaps, no errors, no blemish, without blemish, perfect. God is perfect in his ways. That's a pattern, and what a pattern it is. We can trust his pattern and his plan. So when we come to Proverbs, it says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. So we've got we to make sure we're, we're looking to God's ways as the pattern. Because God's ways are perfect. And if we believe that, then we're going to find ourselves in His Word. We're going to find ourselves looking to His pattern for our life. You know, the best thing I, you and I can do is trust God's perfect plan. And trust that. Uh, Psalms 101 says, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. What about Matthew 5, 48? It says, Be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Growth, maturity, the mentality of that, going after completion. Do you, do you believe this is possible? It's not for us to give up on it. It's to us continue to grow spiritually, to mature. Are we going to be perfect? No. So as, as kids, sometimes talking to children, well, I'm not going to be perfect, so why even try? That's a bad outlook. That's a bad take. Matter of fact, we're to be what? Becoming more and more like Christ, correct? And so, are you with me? We become more and more like Him. One of the ways we do that is we know that God's ways are perfect, so we must look to His ways. Secondly, this perfect pattern, God's work is perfect. You believe God's ways are perfect? Then you must believe God's work is perfect. What is God's desire for you, for me? What is it? Ask yourself, what is God's desire for you and for me, for His work in our lives? You want to see it? 2 Timothy 4. Would you turn that with me? 2 Timothy 4. This is what God has in mind for us. Matter of fact, this works for all ages. This is where God's work to be perfect in our lives. What God has a desire for. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. This is what he wants. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Of course, Paul is speaking here. But the thing of it is, this is what God has in mind for us. That we fight the good fight of faith. That we keep the faith. 
that we finish our course. Last I checked, we're all breathing, right? We're good, we're alive, alert, wake, enthusiastic for the Lord tonight. <laughs> Feel like need to get back up to children's ministry, get, get, you, get you going here. But the thing of it is, God has a plan for you, and He's not done with you because you're still here. You're still on this earth. So God's ways are perfect, but His work is perfect, and His work He desires for us to do is to fight the good fight of faith, to keep the faith, to hold true to it, to stay true to that faith that God has given to us. And here's the thing, we, we need to finish our course. And so that's the last breath that I take, and I'm going to finish my course, and I want to run that race and finish. And what it, I don't want to just finish the course, I want to hear that what? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. What a blessing that would be, but that's not just going to happen just because I want it. It's going to happen by work and by effort, and God's work is perfect. And so God has a plan, His, His ways are perfect. And we haven't finished the course, so we haven't crossed over that line. We haven't crossed over heaven's shores. So he, he wants us to, to be about the task. Lee Robertson said this, a winner never quits and a quitter never wins. Matter of fact, he wrote a book about it. And so we can see this in Acts 20. Acts 20. Hope you're okay turning the Bible a little bit tonight. Acts 20. Acts 20. Finishing the course, fighting good fight of faith. Sometimes it's not pretty. Other times it's the greatest thing in the world. But Acts 20, verse 17, same guy we just looked at that said, fight the good fight of faith, finish the course. Now he's, Acts 20, verse 17, same Paul speaking here, Paul in verse 17. And from Miletius he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church, and when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, with many tears and, temp and temptations which befell me by the lion and weighed the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house." Did you notice verse 19? Doesn't sound too easy, does it? Is that easy? It's not easy with tears, temptations, which befell me by the lion and weight of the Jews. What's he doing, though? He's serving the Lord with all humility of mind. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind. He's serving the Lord. At least he's serving the Lord. Praise God for those who are serving the Lord. And we can all continue to serve the Lord and Serve the Lord the best we can, the best we know how. Verse 20, he wasn't keeping back anything that was profitable for others. Did you notice that? It says, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto who? Unto you. He's speaking to, to others. He's talking about others. Can I ask you tonight, can we just stop for a second? Can I ask you tonight, I have to ask myself this when I was studying this. Who am I helping to become more profitable? I don't mean with funds. I don't mean with finances. But I mean in a spiritual way. Well, it's, it's almost like sometimes God just hits you across the face, doesn't he, with these things? And that's what, that's what happened with me when I was reading this and, and thinking about this. Who am I helping to become more profitable for the ministry? Who am I helping to become more profitable in their spiritual walk with God? Who am I helping? What's keeping me back from helping someone? It wasn't keeping Paul back. And he was going through it. I mean, he's, he got some tears, the temptations here, the struggle, the challenge. 
He's serving the Lord, but nothing keeping him back from helping others to become profitable. Do you have others that you're helping to become profitable in the ministry? you have others that you're helping to become profitable with their walk with God? That, that you know you're helping someone lead them closer to God, not farther away, but closer to God, and getting them closer, closer, nearer to thee. Who is profiting from you, from me? What profit are we bringing to other people for their spiritual growth? What Paul's showing, he's teaching. And he's doing it publicly, he's doing it house to house, privately. And verse 20, you see that? This is it's almost like discipleship in action, isn't it? He's helping bring others along in their walk with God. And he's doing it all with humility of mind, serving the Lord in humility. See, the true test of profitability and being profitable is, is found in Philippians 4.9. It says this, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. No wonder, verse 24, are you with me still in Acts 20? Look at what Paul says. None of these things move me, neither count I, very personal, my life dear unto myself, personal, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Notice verse 27, for I have not shunned to declare. That sounds like we can shun it. Sounds like we can, on purpose, not declare it then. Let's not shun it. Let's proclaim it. It's easier to shun it than it is to proclaim it. Anybody can take the back seat, but let's go to the front row. Let's get in the driver's seat with this matter of the gospel. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. All the counsel of God. Paul can say this, you know why? Because he found God's ways to be perfect. He found God's work to be perfect. And then lastly, he found God's walk to be perfect. We're not just talking about somebody that didn't walk the walk and just talk the talk. No, God walked the walk, talked the talk, and showed us the perfect pattern with his life on this earth. I mean, did he not? Is a pattern worth following his ways, his work, and his walk? Christ lived a life that was a pattern in, I mean, in everything he did. I don't know about you, but it's amazing to me to think about how not one bad thought, not one bad look, not one bad anything, not one bad word, not, nothing. Well, that's a pattern worth following after. Ah, I can't attain that. I, I, well, I should even try. We need to strive toward that. Matthew 5, 48 is written just as much as anything else is written in the Bible. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your heavenly Father which is in heaven is perfect. That's us going after something. That's going after the, finishing that course and fighting the good fight of faith and running that race. And it's worthy of doing it. God's walk was perfect. And we see this as a pattern over temptation. His walk was perfect. What did he do? He was led by the Spirit in Matthew 4. And what did he do? He used the Scripture, right, when faced with temptation. What did he do? He prayed and fasted. You know what fasting is? Fasting is, is giving up something else. It's saying this, I want more of you, God, than I want of anything else. Whether it be food, electronics, whatever it is. Different ways of fasting. You know, most Christians never fast because they struggle to pray. 
Think about that for a moment. We never get there because we're still struggling to pray. But prayer and fasting is how God and Jesus Christ showed the example to face temptation. And so, of course, he quoted scripture to the devil and, and you know, the devil will be there at the best opportunity he can be in your life. So you better be ready. You better be prepared. You better have, you better have locked and loaded with Scripture. You better be ready with the Scripture. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Are you and I willing to hide more of the word of God to go up against the world, the flesh, and the devil? Because we got a crazy world we live in and a crazy flesh we fight. Crazy devil coming up against us. So we better be crazy about getting Scripture in our mind and our heart. And I mean a good crazy, not a bad crazy. <laughs> what about pattern over trials? He faced those. She said, we read this earlier, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners. You know what Christ was doing? Christ was staying on top of the trial. He was above the trial. That's easy to say when you're not in a trial. Once you hit the trial, stay on top of it to be above it. It's to, it's to not let the trial get to you. But you're getting to the trial. And you're, you're allowing God to, to keep you up and staying on top of the situation. What a pattern. Just think about tonight. What a pattern God has given us. What a God. What a great God. I mean, we have His Word. Pattern after pattern after pattern. Written for these as examples and samples for you to take admonition, attention, pay attention, don't do those things, but what, I, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to follow the pattern that I set for you, and so Christ, he did, with the two things that we struggle against most probably, temptation and trials. He said, this is how you face them. Temptation, this is what you do. You quote scripture, you fast, you pray. You be led by the Spirit of God. Trials, hey, I endured. Christ says, he endured. And, and he endured so much that, that he endured the cross and the contradiction of sinners against himself. And lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds, consider this. Take attention to it. Heed it. It's worthy of listening to. It's worthy of grasping onto and getting a hold of. And so, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her, here's that word again, perfect work. That ye may be, what is, wait, wait a second, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. See, this is the perfect pattern. What a pattern God has given to us. His ways are perfect, his work is perfect, and his walk was perfect. That's somebody worth following. That's something worth grabbing hold of. And I'm so thankful that we have Jesus that gave us a pattern to follow. Aren't you glad he didn't just leave us to figure it out on our own? Praise God. And we have it for us to follow it. And the more we follow it, the better result of things come out after following that pattern. Mask after mask could all look different. And some of those masks we saw had faces on them and all kinds of craziness, right? Remember that? Not in the mask that we put out. 
they all, all the ones you wore had open Bible on them, all the ones that were given, they were all the same pattern. One after another, one after another, after another. Matter of fact, they all started looking the same. And I think that's okay. Because Christ started allowing us to see in his word, this is what I want for you, dear Christian. This is what I want you to be. So you're looking at the same thing. I'm looking at the same thing. Before you know it, we're talking the same way. Before you know it, we're sharing the same gospel. Before you know it, God's ways and God's work and God's walk, perfect. That's worth going after. God help us. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you can give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.